Hello and welcome to the You Might Also Like podcast. I'm Frizzell Bailey. And I am Terry John Michael Sizemore. That is my full name. That is the end of this bit. I'm not done with this bit. Um, I mean, you you can call me TJ from now on. I think that's cool. Um, but there's really not much more to add. That's what I always call you, though. Yeah, no. That's why, yeah. That's but why I, we're friends. I, I am going to add like three, maybe four other names. Okay. We'll see what you I'm, come I'm, up I'm, with. I'm thinking Terry, John, Beauregard, Ulysses. <laughs> wow. You're going like, that's like old school. I don't know if I want that. Uh... <laughs> you don't want that Ulysses in there? That type of traditional name in there, no. <laughs> I'm not feeling the Southern heritage on that one. You're from Oklahoma. Come on. <laughs> That's the West, man. That's not the South. <laughs> ah, close enough. <laughs> south, south adjacent. It is South adjacent. That's true. And it's just as terrible. Oh, come on. In history. That is harsh. Well, I mean. Well, I mean, the food in the South is good. The, um, you know, the weather's, eh. Um, but, yeah. I do miss the, I do miss the. Sweet tea and the uh, and the the biscuits. Okay, it's not the same up here. Okay, if you if you're going to mention biscuits and sweet tea, yeah, that's the South. That is the South. That's what I miss. I miss that in the South. Here, yeah, I have you, to go to Popeye's Fried Chicken. That's the, like the only place to get sweet tea up here. Not a sponsor, but not hey, sponsor. Popeye's, Popeye's, if you want to sponsor us, hey. <laughs> Couple love that chicken. Sweet tea. Love that chicken and, from Popeyes. And that biscuits. <laughs> it's flaky. Anywho. So well, that's not what we're here today, to talk about for Zell. We're not here to talk about biscuits and sweet tea. No. It's certainly not Popeyes, although no. it's fantastic. We will continue if you want us to. Uh um short aside. My one of my first jobs as, as a teenager, as a teenager, was at Popeyes. Oh yeah, in the kitchen frying chicken. Did you get all the food you wanted for free? Pretty much, yeah. but it was not worth it. It was not no. worth it. No. Yeah, I worked at, at a. I was a dishwasher at a steak and seafood restaurant, and I only got free food if I made it myself. And I made chicken fingers all the time. Um, and I made chicken sandwich all the time. Like it was, and I had fries up the wazoo and and cheese sticks, but I had to make it myself. That was the only caveat. TJ's there's other food besides chicken, you know. I know, like, uh, but I, and now I'm a vegetarian. So <laughs> you're a vegetarian? <laughs> yeah. You tell me that. Jesus yeah, I don't eat Christ. meat. I eat. I don't eat meat. I and I still eat dairy. So that's what a vegetarian is. I don't know. About <laughs> Just kidding. Just in case you were wondering. Yeah. Okay. No, it's good. Nowadays, it's, we're actually having an impossible hamburger tonight for dinner. This, this entire conversation so far is impossible. No, it's, 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 it's a wonderful time to live as a vegetarian, I tell you. Oh, yeah. Okay. 
We haven't had the, the Beyond Chicken from KFC yet. I don't think I'm not ready for that. I'm not ready for that. I don't know how I feel look, about that. Look, look, okay. I'm not going to get into this. I'm not going to anger people. <laughs> I'm not going to anger the vegan and vegeta- vegetarian horrors out there waiting okay. for me to step outside my bounds. Yeah, yeah. So you're gonna you're gonna be a bigger man and and just step away. Well, I don't want to be a bigger man. I'm already fat. Because <laughs> <laughs> all that chicken you eat. <laughs> <laughs> Too much fried chickens. Damn Too you, much Popeyes. Chick- <laughs> <laughs> all came full full circle. Let's full talk circle. about. Okay. Yes. Let's, let's talk about what we're here to talk about. Right. Facial recognition. What? What does we're that? We're here mean? to talk about. We're here to talk about facial rec- recognition. Yeah, and it was the reason why I wanted to talk about this is because it actually just happened recently with the um, people that, well, the insurgents that rioted at the Capitol on January sixth. Um, the whole well, idea. Of this. Look, hey, one one moment. I'm okay. not going to call them. I'm not going to call them insurgents. I'm going to call them uh, uh, insurrectionists. Insurrectionists, insurrectionists, idiots. Uh, yeah, um, the the people that stormed the Capitol. There was this whole thing that came out with you know they they posted videos, they posted pictures of themselves doing it, and a way to capture them. You know, after they just let everyone go um, back to their homes uh, after it was done. Uh, the way to capture them was, I don't know if you heard about Parler, but someone you know hacked into it before they shut it down and downloaded all the videos and all the f- pictures and everything as content. And they used that to scan the faces to try to find them, find the names to help the FBI with finding the people that raided the Capitol, rioted the Capitol. Um, and it's one of those things where it's like, it sounds good, but I think we need to talk about, is this something that we want to have available or have as, have as a tool set for the government, the police officers, to, to use to find suspects? And there's a lot of like issues around how, it's, how it can be used this way. And I want, that's why I wanted to talk about it. So um, I think it's a good topic, and I, I think we need to dive into it a little bit more. Well, let's, let's start by talking about how it works. This show is is about artificial intelligence and that's the backbone when you're talking about facial recognition also. Mm -hmm. So how does this work in practice? Yeah. So facial recognition is, um, uh, if if we're using it as a tool for, you know, uh, identifying faces, it does two things. It does, it does three things. The first thing it does is identifies a face. So it identifies if there's a picture of a video, it, it tries to figure out where in the video or the picture is there a face. Right. Um, that's the first thing it has to do. The second thing it does is that it gives it a face print. So it analyzes the face and it's, you know, it, it basically gives it a signature uh, that's unique to that face. And the third thing, it uses that signature to then find in like, you know, driver's license databases or social media platforms. It tries to connect them to similar face prints and says, this person is this person. And we see this in shows like, um, you know, you know, the CBS. CSI. Yeah. Yeah. 
and they're like, you know, they're they're like dr- dramatically typing on a typewriter. I got to hack into the NYPD database. Yeah, you're like, yeah, yeah. And it's always on a huge ass TV screen, um, you know, that has all these different pictures and things going on. And it's like, it like finds the face and it, and then you see all these pictures circling through. And then all of a sudden it pings a picture saying positive match. And they're like, gotcha, bastard. We're going to get you. Uh, and you're like, wow, that's really cool. Um, unfortunately, it doesn't work like that. And uh, that's, it's, it's a very harmful product that is being questioned of, of how it's being used. Um, well, 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 and, and one of the ways that it works is that it, it, it doesn't recognize, it doesn't recognize you as a person necessarily. It's looking at the distance between your eyes, yeah, yeah. the distance, distance between your nose and mouth. It's, it's, it's making a topographical map of your face. Yeah. So in right? the second, yeah. So, um, so even before that, so if you go back to like recognizing where there's a face, we already experienced this if we have our phones, Right. And we hold up a phone to take a picture of somebody. You'll see a, a white box usually that like says, you know, here's the face um, that you that you have to tap to to focus on. That's the face recognition. Like that's where it recognizes this is a face. So that technology is being used, um, and, you know, in a bunch of different areas. Yeah, a bunch of different areas. Um, it doesn't analyze the face. It's just saying, hey, this is a face. Um, and that's kind of like uh, the first step. The 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 second step is what you were talking about, where it creates that face print. And the, the three main features of a face print, like you were talking, is the distance between the eyes, distance between the nose and the mouth. Um, and shit, what was the third one? Um, I wrote it down. Chin shape. So the it's, chin shape, it's, yeah. It's basically, it's basically the, the triangle of your yeah, eyes exactly. and your chin. Yeah. And uh, it takes that and it says, okay, this is a unique ID for this this face that we've recognized doesn't recognize a person like you were saying it just says this is yeah. a unique person it, 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 it doesn't it doesn't care about your forehead no or or five but, how big yeah, it is yeah maybe or, yeah. Or, or your ears necessarily yeah. it's seeing the eyes nose mouth chin area at the most yeah at the basic level there's different programs that probably uses different data points um to create a unique id or to try to be more accurate with the result um, but those are the three main, correct, that that really help identify a unique uh, print for each face that it recognizes. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it really is, and, you know, having a beard doesn't really change that. You right. know, it, yeah, it's, but it's, it's not looking, looking at your chin, so the beard doesn't matter. Yeah, it's like, or, you know, Or if you grow a mustache. Yeah. It's just, or or, or if, if you're a woman. Yeah. And you grow a mustache. Right. Like, um. It it doesn't really um, it doesn't really affect it because it already isn't a good predictor. I mean, that's re- essentially what we're doing is we're saying take this face print and tell and predict who who it matches with, and then it it goes through these um, this process of trying to match that that print with other f- photos, other images, and it's really bad at doing it. Um, it's not great if you're not a white male well before we get into that part of it okay because i'm ready to jump in on that one so the accuracy of a lot of these systems is compared compared to like a a a fingerprint which we which we often are told is 
pretty scientific, which actually it is not. So a fingerprint scan is like 50,000 to one in terms of accuracy. A facial recognition scan can often be a million to one in accuracy. And what I mean by that is in, in in a million people, you won't you won't see another rep, rep, representation of this facial scan. In fingerprints, it will it will be it, once you get outside of fifty thousand, you might see someone else who has a similar fingerprint scan. So that's it. it in, in that respect, it is a little bit more accurate and secure than a fingerprint. Yeah, but that does not make it unique. Yeah. Um, it's, I think the problem that I have with it is, um, yeah, yeah, I think the problem that I have with it is not even just how unique it is, but we're moving into a a topic or an area where it's an invasion on our privacy to a degree where they're you know, if if you're if they're getting a fingerprint, they're getting it physically from you. Well, let's let's. All right, I I hear what you're saying, and that's part of the problem with facial recognition. Yeah. Because yes, if if you get pulled over for a crime and they take you into the station, they take your fingerprint, and you're in the system, right? Right. The difference with facial recognition is that. Because we're all on Facebook and Instagram yeah. and Twitter, we're make we're putting our face print all over the place on our right. own. On our own, yeah. So, so if if I'm a police agency and I have your face, I can use that data that you yourself provided. Right. I'm I'm, I'm trying to figure out. So the the question is. The question is, should they be able to do that, first of all? Mm-hmm. Second of all, do people understand when you're putting your face on the internet that, hey, that's a database? Yeah. And if I'm, a, if I'm an FBI agent or a uh, Chicago police officer and I want to find who you are based on your face, mm-hmm. you just gave me a crap ton of data. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's there's a lot. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of different issues. I think that it kind of this facial recognition problem um, brings up and 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 definitely brings up in question format. Um, the fact that we're able to do it uh, is not surprising. I think we've been kind of as a society, we've been kind of numb to it with Hollywood and TV shows, like we talked about. So yeah. it's almost like an expected. Okay, you know, I get it. It's they're doing it to catch bad guys and I've right. got nothing to hide. So exactly. You know, I'm, you know, I'm okay with it. Um, and you should be, unless you've got something to hide. Um, but do people understand that the data that they themselves share mm-hmm. can become a part of that, of that dragnet? Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I would think so, but only, only because it's hard to not know that with all the information that's out there. 
Uh, I mean, especially when Snowden, um, you know, when he was talked about on the media all the time about what the the documents that he leaked, a lot, a lot of that information was focused on how the uh, NSA is capturing imagery, like millions and millions and millions of pieces of imagery daily. Um, well, and, and, and they're not stealing it. They're not. They're no. not going out and creating the images. People are providing it, yeah, and they're just saying, "Oh, it's it's public data, right?" And it's, I mean, there, are, there, the NSA does say that there are restrictions to what they can actually do with it, and if they want to search it or try to use it, they have to get a court order. Um, so there are certain limitations, um, and it's you know, it's it's kind of like, well, if if there are restrictions, why didn't you tell us about it? Why do we have to find well, out about it through a but, security leak? But it, it takes me back to the fact that I don't think people understand that every time you post your face to the internet, yeah, that data can be can be cultivated and 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 brought into a mm. a a law enforcement system. Yeah, because there's 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 no law saying they can't. No, and I mean. There are one of the, there are ways that you can uh, scrape a website and pull assets and content from it without the permission of the the website itself. So this isn't like an issue where you know the government goes to Facebook and say, "Hey, give me access to your database of all the images you store," um, and then Facebook saying, "Nah, nah, we're going to protect our privacy." Yeah, no uh, thanks. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, they can they can do that, but the problem is is that people can just create web crawlers and pull the content directly if it's public content. Um, so if you, you know, if you're paid as some private or, uh, you know, if you have, if you're just sharing content all over the place, you're tagging people, you're tagging names. Um, someone can just create a scraper to go onto that URL and scrape all the data that's there, all the information that's there without Facebook's permission. And Facebook can try to set security parameters around that but it's just a vicious cycle of what they figure out around that and it's just a constant back and forth and so your data that you're sending out there to the public isn't you know isn't private and if people know that to that degree i don't think so well of course they don't i mean will you set me up that sounded like a setup question look you, (laughs) you set me up look anything you put on the internet you should you should start from the position that is public. It's out there, man. Be that on on Facebook, be that on some tiny your your, your friend's wedding uh, web page. Mm-hmm. I mean, you and I right now can go on the Facebook and and right click on an image and save it and save it. Yeah, whether or not we're friends with that person, right? So. This should not come as a surprise to anyone, except for the fact that no one thinks about the long-term consequences of their activity online. Yeah. Um, and if you're, and this is going to go back to a previous statement that I made, which is might be jumping ahead a little bit, but if you're white and if you're a male, you are less likely to be affected by this unless you truly do break the law. Um, I mean, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of potential risk for people that post things on on Facebook or post things on social media that are going to be affected by this. Um, f- 
for no reason whatsoever, just because it's a case of mistaken identity. And that happens a lot with uh, women of color. Uh, that's the, where the majority of the mistakes happen. Um, but it well, also is impactful and, to black men as well. In, in particular with black women. Black women with, with uh, facial recognition often, for some reason, get tagged as male. As male, yep. And and we we talked about this in on a on a different show a year ago about how Google's own facial recognition software and algorithms yeah were recognizing black people as apes yeah so the this this goes back to one of the things we've talked about in this show before where you have bad data in bad results out yeah and a lot of that data that's coming in uh, is written by people of lighter skin and is tested on people of lighter skin the, the, and it's yeah. created by men. Yeah. So the images they're training the algor- algorithms on are all white male faces. Yeah. So it does make sense that then the results are biased towards white males. Uh, so in the case of the Capitol riots, the software actually worked because the people that were breaking the law were white men. We're all white men. So it's like, it's like we, I was designed for this. Yeah. I mean, it was like the, the moment that this algorithm was built for was for January 6th. <laughs> um, That's fantastic. And it, it, it was a useful tool to find people that broke into the Capitol and were dumb enough to record themselves doing it posted images of themselves doing it um not I, I mean ignorance is a big piece here because they didn't recognize they were breaking the law they thought they were doing something that was um patriotic and the president was telling them to do um so it to them they were just like okay they didn't see any consequences of their actions um and then they were the police you know as much as we're seeing that they tried to hold off but there's just too many to for them to actually do anything with they just let them go um, so then they just went back home and right. it was and they, like, and they thought they were in the clear. It's like, they were in the I'm clear. And they're, and they're like, even if something does happen, Trump's just gonna, um, pay my bill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and you know, basically just get me out of prison. I got to get out of jail free card. Um, so ignorance from their side combined with, uh, the fact that this, this algorithm was developed by people that look like them, um, kind of came to, uh, came to a result that allowed, the FBI to track down a lot of these people once they went back home. But the question then is, yes, it works in that capacity, but it's very detrimental and it, it ruins um, a lot of, a lot of lives of people that are, that have a darker skin because it doesn't recognize and it doesn't predict who they are as well. Um, and it puts innocent people at risk um, within uh, within that community, and to me, it's a it's a it's not a question of well, it works for white people, so let's just use it for white people. To me, it's a <laughs> we shouldn't have this working. Like if it's not working, if it's causing more harm than it is good, it needs to not be something that the police or the government relies on um, to 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 perform or to do their to their job for them. Well, e- even even in a non-law enforcement context. Yeah, so like your phone, right? Yeah. 
So if 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 we're talking about, you know, you're you're on your phone and your 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 phone is 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 categorizing pictures you've taken. Yeah. If it if it categorizes your grandma as an ape or an animal, mm-hmm. that's a problem. That's a big problem. Yeah, you know, you can't say, "Hey, grandma." Uh, <laughs> yeah. Who, the internet thinks you're a primate. But not yeah. like a human primate, but like a primate primate. Yeah. And so there's there's that part of the problem. Yeah. But to 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 me, the bigger problem is should should the government, should any organization know where I go, when I go? Because one one of one of the one of the components of facial recognition is that not only does it identify you, it it it, it identifies you in a time and and, and place. Mm-hmm. Right. So in a law enforcement context, if 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 I have your image, say you got arrested, you know, twenty years ago for something, mm-hmm. and you know, you you, you got. Um, you know, I don't know what to call it. Um, fingerprinted, you got booked. Then that face is in the system. Yeah. And and then I've been for the last ten years putting my face all over Instagram and mm-hmm. Facebook. <clears throat> and then you take into account that a lot of places like London, New York. Chicago, where I am, have cameras everywhere. Yeah, recording all the time. Surveillance. So yeah. they can they can also use that database for faces, mm-hmm. and they get and they can pipe into ATM machines. Yeah, with with a subpoena that have cameras. Yeah, so you can you can build you can build a a a a a, a not just a location but a behavioral model of the past five years of my life. And I have no idea it's happening. Yeah. Yeah. They can map out your movement. Um, if, if so surveillance is a, is a way to use this facial recognition piece to identify what you, what you're doing, where you're going, who you're seeing. Um, so your life isn't private. Um, especially if you, uh, I mean, there, it, like, yes, if you make it public, but then, like, to your point, there are, there are ways that they're surveilling you even without your consent. Um, so it, that plays into how private is your life, uh, and how much do we want the government to actually uh, have on file, or you know, just have stored in a database? Um, that's that's a big, big piece of uh, social media that's kind of been plaguing it for, you know, as far as I can remember, a long time is the privacy of everything that I'm posting. Um, but it's always kind of gone back to, well, they're protecting my privacy. You know, I think for social media, a big disadvantage is that it's on the web. And so it's exposed. And it's something that, you know, government or anybody has access to that can pull and start tracking and surveilling you. Um, that you're probably not aware of. 
So yeah, I mean, facial recognition is a huge piece of that to help identify you as a person, where you're going. The more they identify, the smarter it gets. Um, but again, it's it's not that smart. Like it, it. I mean, like uh, if I'm going back to there's, we talked about Dr. Gabru in our last episode. She was on a research team led by. Um, Led by uh, somebody at MIT, uh, her name is Joy. I can't pronounce her last name. I've tried to find how to pronounce her last name. She only says Joy every time she introduces herself. So Joy led this program that's called Gender Shades. And she actually researched this concept of facial recognition for uh, Black women and how it was, you know, it was, in pro- it was incorrectly uh, classifying her like like as a man or you know, whatever the case was, and and they go through this 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 whole uh, research development that shows that it's not it's not an intelligent process, and it's something that we probably shouldn't be using um, just because it's working for one situation instance doesn't mean it's, it's it can be applied to everything else. Right. Um, well, and so, it's, it's, it's probably also. Uh, um, heteronormative so if if you're if you're trans in any way yeah even if you're white who knows if it's if it's recognizing you as you identify which that's also problematic yeah um because your the space between your eyes and your nose and your mouth doesn't change but there are differences between biological male and females in terms of that spacing there can be, but if you if you if you've transitioned, have they have they given the algorithm that data? Yeah, I mean, it, I think it goes back to what you were saying with how how that person is uh, showing their transition. So, are they, you know, posting pictures of them through the transition on the web? If they are, then that's that's a way to track, you know, from one A to another. But yeah, but if if you're building the model, the the data model, and you're Google, yeah. and you don't use any trans faces, right? Then are you really getting a good sense of what a human face looks like? Right, and are and even just from a gender standpoint, because we all know that, um, you know, a, a model will will recognize a will potentially recognize a trans woman as a male, and so it's incorrectly categorizing them as a male and it doesn't have that concept because to your point there's just not enough um none of data it's a small data data set yeah if if they're even in the data set to correctly um to correctly categorize that and i I mean this goes back to should they be should they be categorizing should they be using this technology to not just categorize but to recognize and to identify so we're, we're, we're talking about we're talking about two different things here. We're talking about representation and we're talking yeah. about we're talking about the appropriate use of technology. Yes. So in terms of representation, if we're going to do if we're going to create this this technology, it needs to be inclusive. Correct. On the, on the other hand, then we need to decide how we deploy 
this technology. And I think I think it's, it's it's two different problems, but they kind of feed into one another. Yeah. So if we're buying into using the the, um, the technology ourselves, so I would buy an Apple phone that an iPhone that uh, unlocks using my face. I'm making that choice to use that technology to to recognize my face right. as a security measure, um, and that's that's a choice that the customer has, and that's. That's a legitimate use, I believe, of this type of technology. And, and the data you the data you're using when you're setting up that process does mm-hmm. not go back to Apple. Correct, and it's it's um, like that. It's a that's a safe process, a safe use of what um, of what this kind of capability can do. The bigger scope is using the same technology. And we all, I mean, and this is a common theme that we've talked about throughout each episode is that everything starts off with a good purpose right. and then it just becomes something that's harmful. And I, um, and that's kind of what this piece is, is that if it can be used without the consent of the person it's affecting, and that's, that's where the issues start to come in. And so it's like, how do you, how do you manage that um, education how do you tell people this is what's happening, um, and how do you set that expectation with you know whatever agency or whatever you know however it's being used? Please. Well, we 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 will we will need re- we will need regulation because we have regulation around every other uh, uh, search and seizure, but we don't have regulation yet around this, which is which is clearly under the auspices of search and seizure. If, yeah. if I'm using data that either, you know, as a police officer, that police officer is in my database. Right. And I can have someone uh, cross-reference that with outside databases, then that is, that's a search and seizure. <clears throat> it, it, it should be treated as such. But the problem is, the regulation is far behind the technology. So I would even go further and say the regulation is just around how it's being used. So um, like the NSA does claim that they have to get a court order in order to search the database, find the image and connect it to another database or whatever. Uh, But I think it needs to go further and that regulation needs to be applied to how they're actually collecting that data. That there is no regulation around, you know, collecting, um, you know, public images or public use of personal images um, on the internet. And it's, you know, given with where we are in this, in, in this social media world. I don't, I don't, I don't know if I agree on that because the, the, the way privacy laws are written, the, the, the fundamental question is, is there an expectation of privacy? So if I'm on Facebook and I'm posting an image or a comment yeah. to my 400 Facebook friends and they can then share that with their friends that are not my friends. Mm-hmm. Do I have an expectation of privacy? I would argue you don't. So do you have an expectation of privacy within that platform? I would, I would agree with you on that, but isn't there an expectation of someone actually taking that and storing it? for future use of something no no because you've it it it, in the analog the analog analogy would be 
if I took a, a headshot of myself and I gave it to all my neighbors, yeah, they each got they each got like ten copies. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going to happen with those physical photos after I give it to them. They might share it with their family. They might fax it to fax. <laughs> <old school. laughs> what, what is that, <laughs> old man? They, they might they might fax it to someone across the world, the country. I don't know, or to a different so, decade, right? Jesus Christ. <laughs> My point is, if 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 I'm if I'm if I'm giving someone personal information, mm-hmm. and I have no understanding, there's no there's no understanding that they can't share it. Mm-hmm. Then the expectation of privacy is low. So, what about the house without blinds idea concept, where you know, I ha- I am in the the privacy of my own home. Does that give someone the freedom to stand outside and look inside my window? As, as long as they're standing across the street. If they're not on your lawn, on your physical property, you have no expectation of privacy in that in that circumstance. Do you feel that's an invasion of privacy? No, because if I'm standing across the street in my yard, yeah, and your blinds are open and you're walking around butt naked, yeah, you have no expectation of privacy. Interesting, because you have not taken you have you have not taken the appropriate measures to ensure your privacy. Okay. I mean, yeah, I um maybe I'm just looking at it more from a you know, you shouldn't be a dick and sit there and stare at someone walk around their house naked. Maybe I shouldn't. But <laughs> but you have but the right to. Your dick is out. <laughs> TJ and I'm standing across the street in my yard. I'm just trying to I'm just trying to prune my roses. <laughs> All of a sudden, I look up and I see your wang. <laughs> That's not my fault. No. No. Yeah. Okay. I I get it. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's complicated. It if, is complicated. If, if you're posting stuff on the internet, no matter where it is. Yeah. The question is, what is your expectation of privacy? Mm-hmm. And I don't know that Facebook has answered that question, or any or any social media company for that matter. Yeah. But my answer is, you have no expectation of privacy. Yeah. None. Okay. And I so I'll jump on that boat because I, I think you're right. Um, uh, I feel like you've had a compelling argument. Um, I I do though think that facial recognition needs to stop being used for policing efforts um, for FBI policing efforts, and I think Hollywood needs to stop centralizing and even normalizing this idea that facial recognition is a tool that's being used for good against evil when it's it's a tool that's being used to hurt um, innocent people, and I, I we need to kind of kind of stop that whole idea, that whole concept of So so you don't you don't think there's any way that law enforcement can use facial recognition in a responsible way? Uh I mean shit, I don't think law enforcement uses um a lot of tools they have at their disposal in responsible ways. Um Touche. It's it's a it's a tough it's like 
it can it can be helpful if it's used correctly and if you trust how it's being used. I just can't trust that it's going to be used. You know, if someone says, "Hey, we have a positive match on this," they're going to go in heavy without any more information, without any more details. I mean, they're going to. I mean, we've seen this time and time again where police will just use minimal information and go heavy, and people get hurt, people get killed, and and they'll they'll trace your. The, the last month of your movements and yeah. make a determination that may not be accurate. Accurate. And then there's no accountability for them. Like they're like, oops, made a mistake. Um, I mean, this whole idea of police raids are, is, is the precipice, yeah. is yeah. the reaction to this information. No, no knock warrants. And right. full disclosure again, I was uh, a victim of a no knock warrant once in my life. It is terrifying. Terrifying. I'm sure. I do not recommend you do that. <laughs> what? <laughs> I do not recommend being in a situation where you're in a in a no knock warrant. No, that's. Uh, I mean, damn. I and I haven't because I don't have that fear. Um, well, and you're you're also not black. So. I yeah. I mean, that's that's the honest truth of it, and that's that's a privilege that I you know I have to that I have that. It's, that's another thing that I don't, you know, people that aren't like me that don't have this privilege are harmed by these types of tools because facial recognition is something that's used to drive a lot of these decisions or actions from the police that I don't trust that they're really, they're really using that information correctly. They're just trying to get it. Like they're trying to say, okay, I got this you know, this one bit of information. So we got to go in. It's now or never. Bullshit. But, but TJ, like, I have to admit, coming into this, this this discussion, I was of the opinion that there it, there is a place for facial recognition in law enforcement. Mm-hmm. Used responsibly. But you've convinced me that they probably can't use it responsibly and the lawmakers are not going to regulate it responsibly. Right. Because it's cheese. It's tough. It sucks. Cause it's, it's like something that, you know, it's not perfect. Nothing is. Um, and it does more harm than it does good because unfortunately police, uh, you know, policing, is more impactful on uh, minority communities, people of color, and it it's that's the the tools that they're using to continue that, um, you know that that presence within those communities, uh, and it's it doesn't it's not going to fix anything. It's just going to make things worse. Right. So unless it's a tool of of uh, of change then I can't get behind it, but it's not a tool of change. It's a tool that's continuing the tradition or continuing the, uh, the bias of, you know, of where we are today. Yeah. So 400 years of, of bias. Yeah. Right. So you're advocating for a complete ban of facial recognition being used in law enforcement context. Uh, yes. I think until we get to a point where we can trust that the people using it are using it correctly, um, then, you know, I don't even think it, it shouldn't even be used for, 
areas where we trust that it will be used correctly, like on the capital riots. Um, I think it's it's still a misuse of it because all that does is fuels the the positive energy or the positive mindset around something that well, they, they they will continue to use um, to harm harm people. There's there's a there's a huge margin. For it's not worth use. it. Yeah. yeah, and you know they just we <laughs> just stop treating. You know, we just need to stop treating white people like they can get away with anything they want. Um, it, I mean, there needs to be a recognition of they're just as capable of terrorism as anyone else, um, if not more, because they feel like they have a sense of they can get away with it. So why can't I? Uh, they've got to get out of free jail card. Well, TJ, I can say that I treat you like you can certainly be a terrorist at any point. <laughs> <laughs> whatever, whatever yeah. get out of free, get out of jail free card you think you have, <laughs> don't worry about it. Because if, if if I'm the sheriff, I'm gonna lock you up. Man, you'd be a cool sheriff. I think you'd be. I think you'd be a, a good sheriff. They'd probably make a TV show after you. Probably. Sheriff Bailey. They yeah. totally would. It'd be on TNT though, so not all. <laughs> Why can't it be on HBO? Like top, <laughs> top tier, like no. premium cable. No, <laughs> it's a TNT show. Sorry, man. Oh Sorry. Jesus! I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> <laughs> TNT. I haven't thought about TNT in like ten years. <laughs> I'm, I'm like burn notice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> well, I think that's uh, that's all I got. Uh, I don't. I, I mean, I've squeezed the sponge out of that topic. I think. Yeah, I, you know, I, I I feel like going into this conversation, I wasn't sure how I felt about much of it. Like other than like I don't like people watching me, so like yeah. facial recognition like freaks me out. But like the 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 larger impact, I hadn't really thought that much about. Yeah. And now I feel like I need to go take a shower and crawl into a ball. <laughs> that's that's sad. I'm sorry. So I'm, I'm gonna don't do that. I'm gonna do just, that now. Just close your blinds, man. I'm I'm gonna go crawl into a ball after my shower. <laughs> Thanks a lot, TJ. You're welcome. Any anytime you need someone to bring you back down, just if you're <laughs> feeling high and you're like, man, life is so good, just give me a call. <laughs> I'll bring that's you down. That's the nature of our that's the nature of our friendship. <laughs> <laughs> that's nice. <laughs> well, all right, all right, TJ. Well, until Burgard. next time, Rizal. Until next time. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. We have a lot more coming up, so make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Also, tell the algorithms how much you like this by leaving a review. That will help put us another You Might Also Like feeds. Till the next time. <laughs> See what I did there. You might also like feeds. Okay, TJ out.